Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Network. I am Kathy Cook Noble and I'm back today to talk to you about obviously the upcoming holidays, like we're all starting to think about it, aren't we? No, I don't Halloween. We're going to talk about Christmas. And I'm excited to be back here with you today and talk to you a little bit about our Christmas holiday that's coming up. Um, no matter what your celebration is, if it's Christmas or if you don't get Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever the celebration is, that time of the year in December that we all uh, see all the excitement and hoopla in the, real, the retail world, and we want to talk about that. And I'm excited to be here with you. You're going to be, I'm going to be here for the hour talking to you and uh, sharing some ideas about Christmas and our finances. Because what happens with us at Christmas is not just the magic um, of Christmas, but also the magic of spending on a lot of money and in lots of cases overspending. And I hear a lot of people, they get, they get grumpy because they're overspending. And I think that maybe we just need to remind ourselves of what the purpose of the holiday is. It's not to put ourselves into massive debt, and it's not a purpose to stress ourselves out because we haven't found the perfect Christmas gift. Uh, the purpose of the holiday is to spend time with family and friends and, and enjoy each other's company. But uh, I do want to talk to everybody today about finances and how we can stay on track and not overspend and develop a nice, simple plan that makes the holidays fun and makes the holidays happy and pleasant for everybody, including us mom and dads that are paying the bills. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Financially Speaking is a show that talks about finances in our day-to-day life and basic conversation, and we don't get into all that crazy metric talk and acronyms and complicated language that seems to plague the financial world. And I'm in the financial world, so I, I understand that sometimes it gets to be confusing for people. And the purpose of O is to break it down and just help with understanding your finances because the reality of it is we can all understand our finances. And once we do that, the stress that we we feel or the stress that we think we're going to feel because a lot of the time it's just what we anticipate is the stress and that can cause us more stress. But the reality is we really can understand our own stuff and that's the purpose of the show is to just share with everybody uh, all the simple tricks and strategies and and tips on how to save money and understand your money. And uh, for the last couple weeks or a few weeks now, my sister Karen has been uh, guest hosting the show for me uh, because I've been out on working on my book, actually. It's a finance book. And uh, we've got that finished and we've got it uh, in the printing press and we just doing a little sharing with the people around different areas and doing talks on the book. And um, it's a book on basic financial understanding. So you don't need a calculator and you don't need to have a translator when you read it. It's about your daily financial book or financial understanding. And that's what the book is about, to make things simple. So simple things like how to understand reading your investment statement, if you have one, how to understand life insurance, if you need it, what you need, how much you need. Um, simple things on understanding all the acronyms or or not maybe all of them, but the most popular acronyms in our industry. So that's what I've been working on because I think it's important that we all really understand our own stuff because once we do and we eliminate that stress, then how much happier are we going to be when we understand our money and when we understand how to navigate through whatever we need to navigate through in terms of our money, either debt or children's education or planning or retirement planning, whatever the case is. And once we have a handle on that, just think how much happy we'd be as a, as a nation and as a country, as a, prov- as a continent, as, a, as an entire community in the world. And that's kind of how I look at it is we live the financial stress, we can eliminate a lot of stress in general. 
So that's what our show is about, and I'm excited to be with you today talking to you about Christmas, which I know might seem kind of weird this time of the year. We've been uh, gotten through all the costumes of Halloween and that, but uh, Christmas is, this is as close as I could get to being exactly two months away from Christmas. So we are just two months, uh, or thereabouts, and shopping for Christmas, depending on what kind of shopper you are, if you're like me, I like to, to do it throughout the year and pick up things when I see them, when they're on sale, and I put them in this special spot in in the house, and uh, then know that I've got Christmas started, which is also one of the tips on spreading out the finance through 12 months instead of just cramming it all into the last week. Then I know there's those uh, super shoppers do it all the night before or the week before, and they go out, and what ends up happening is they panic shop, and they end up buying whatever it is that they get their hands on because they're trying to get it all crammed in the last minute. And that, to me, puts more stress on people when I hear them talking about it. And when you talk to them, you can see the stress and hear the stress. So there's a lot of the panic shoppers that are um, just going through the motions, get it done, and they're not enjoying it, and they're not really really embracing the season or what they're buying as something that someone's going to really enjoy, and I think when you buy something, you want to be like, you want to be looking at it and say, "Geez, this is great," and and I know so and so is really going to like it and really appreciate it, and then you feel good buying it rather than like, "Oh, I got to get something for him, I got to get something for her, I got to get something for that person." Oh yeah, I can forget this one too, and and then you're just rushing through it. Um, now there are some people I know that do a really good power shopping at the end there, and and they enjoy the adrenaline rush, and for those that's those that it works for good for you that that's great um but for the most part the studies show and the surveys show that um a lot of people are just in essentially uh panic shopping mode to get it done and to get it done takes away from the whole point of enjoying the season um and and there's really no difference between the Canadian and the American studies that I've seen about what people are planning on spending if they overspend and how they do it so and we'll talk about that today too um the the uh surveys I saw it was this is a Canadian one. I do I have an American information too, but essentially it says that um most people they they have the whole um assisting Santa and doing the shopping and, and buying gifts for people, but a lot of other people do it at a duty and there's nine percent of the people surveyed. Nine percent, which is actually, I think, a pretty decent number, are just outright scrooges and don't like it at all. And they feel a lot of pressure to buy gifts. And they, uh, more than half the people that they surveyed, um, expect to spend more than what they want to spend. So if you're already going into the season of Christmas, which in reality is is uh, a short season, but it's it's got a lot of attention and a lot of time focused on it, more than most other seasons. But if you're going in expecting to overspend, then already your mindset about the money is going to be in the wrong place. So the first thing I think we want to talk about is how to get your mindset in the place. And when it comes to money, it's all about mindset. So money, and I, I've said this before, but it's worth, I think, reminding people that money is just money. It doesn't have power over you. It has no control over you. It has no influence over you than the table in your kitchen or during your living room but we put a lot of emphasis on it because money has the ability to buy stuff and do stuff and it's got the ability to do some great things and people sometimes get caught up in the power of money and what they think it can do to you and it really can't do anything money's not thinking about you money's not worried about you money's just there for you to take and do good things with so if we just think of it as as in terms of money is just money, and we need it just like we need to breathe. We need money to buy groceries. We need, you know, money to pay for our our house or our apartment or our condo or whatever you live in. So money is just money. There's lots of it out for everybody, and we just need to have a healthy mindset about it. So when we go into the holidays, we don't want to be thinking, oh, I'm already going to be overspending, because that kind of takes the fun away from it, doesn't it? When we go out to, to buy stuff, for our loved ones or friends and family and or or you know if it's business people that we're buying it for you don't want to take away the the enjoy the magic of the gift we want to really enjoy it and embrace it so that they they also enjoy it and embrace it 
But when we're going in there and we're saying, okay, spending's going to be out of control and we're going to spend more than we budgeted and I'm going to be in debt and then I'm going to get the bill in January, you're already putting a negative vibe out there and putting yourself in a negative mindset. So instead, and I know when I, I use the word budget, people get a little tense and they're like, oh, here we go. It's going to be all boring and and uh, math and spreadsheets and stuff. And those of you that have, have talked heard me talk about budgeting, I don't use that word because it, it, it does give a negative notation. All I really worry about for people or, or want to help them with is just trash. So on the left-hand side of your piece of paper or pad of your book pad or whatever, just put cash in. And on the right side, put cash out. That's it. And then write in however much money, what's coming in on the cash inside and what's going on on the cash outside. Now, I agree with one of our, in the uh, chat room, about spreadsheets. I love spreadsheets too. Uh, I'm a big fan. I have spreadsheets for everything. But for those of you that don't enjoy them, you can do it manually. No problem. Just paper and pen. Cash in, cash out. And then what I would suggest, that's for all living, what I would suggest is just have a Christmas cash tracking. So what we're going to plan for is this is, we're going to know in advance how much money we spend. And some of you might be thinking, well, I don't really want to spend any because I'm already having troubles financially. Start with tracking your cash that you have every day, what you need, what you have to spend. Cash in on the left side, cash out on the right side. And when you start to see things on that cash side where you give yourself you know, a little bit of shivers where you're thinking, wow, am I spending that much on you? Am I spending that much on um, frivolous things like that I didn't even realize I was spending, you know, a dollar here and three dollars here and all that impulse shopping? Just acknowledge it and say, yep, I see that I'm spending that much money. How do I fix it for next month? So next month when you see your cash in, cash out, you can say, okay, so on the cash out side, I don't need to spend, I'm going to be more, more alert I'm going to pay more attention to. I'm going to not have all these impulse purchases. So just circle the ones from last month that you 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 recognize are wants and not needs. And needs are things um, paying for the utilities at your house, paying your property taxes. Those are things you need to do. And things that you want to do are eating out, um, buying buying coffee in the morning, um, groceries. I know we need groceries to eat. For sure, we sustain ourselves, but we don't have to have the most expensive cuts of meat. We don't need to have the expensive cheeses. There's definitely things we we have to eat, have to keep ourselves healthy, but what we want aren't necessarily the things we need. So we can also pay attention to what we're in our groceries and control our expenses that way. So when at the end of the month we see the cat is, is a bigger than the cash out, then we know we're on the right track. And when it's not, we know we need some adjustments. And some of those adjustments, if we can't control it ourselves, for example, uh, we're eating out a lot at the same place or buying our coffee every morning at the same place, then we need to give ourselves a fixed amount and say, this is all we're going to be able to spend this month, and I'm going to buy a gift card at the beginning of the month. And at, when that gift card's empty, that's my last time eating or drinking there. And then at the beginning of the next month, that's when I can refill. So it's just very easy to track, very easy for us to keep to keep control of, and very easy for us to look at and say, hey, we're doing okay, or we need to make some small adjustments. And that is to it with tracking your cash. It can be as simple as that. So we're going to talk about a very simple concept, and it's going to be for Christmas. So when we go out Christmas shopping, we're going to have the same thing in mind. We know going to plan on spending and we know we're just going to write down what we spent it on and if we are a little bit too high or or we we're running a little bit under our, our what our plan was well that's okay there's nothing wrong with us spending less than what we planned just because something you bought on sale was less than what you planned doesn't mean you have to buy something else to make up for it and we're going to talk about that we're going to first take our our first break for the the night and when we come back, we'll continue to talk about that. So you are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk about Christmas and the happiness of us and the happiness of tracking your cash. We will be right back. 
too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network, and today we are talking about Christmas. Believe it or not, it's that time of year again. We are talking about Christmas and coming. Does your wallet know? So before we went to break, we were just discussing how to track your cash, and I was just giving the the shortened version of what we've talked about before, tracking your cash, and how we're going to apply the same concept to our Christmas spending. So one of the things that I would recommend we do is always make a list of who we're buying gifts for, the amount of money that we're planning on spending, and then stick to it. So before we went to break, I just mentioned that if you bought something that was on sale, so say you were planning on spending $50 on something for a gift for somebody, and it happens to be on sale for $30, that $20 savings does not mean you have to go out and spend another $20 on that person because you're goal was to spend 50 on them. The goal was to get that particular gift that you for them and it happened to be $50 that you were planning on spending because that's what the gift was but it was on sale so you managed to save $20. You don't have to go out and spend that $20 else now. The gift is still worth the same value just because you bought it on sale. So that's one of the things that I know I've I actually know I was guilty of that a long time in the past ago but uh where you felt like you saved the money, so you, you know, I'm, oh, I'm going to spend $100 on this person, so you spend $100 on the person even when you get stuff on sale. No, you spend the amount of money that you had planned on spending based on the dollar value of the original gift. So if it's on sale, that's a savings to you. You don't have to go out and spend more money just because you thought that you make that number actually add up. Nobody's counting the receipts for you when you give the gift. They're looking at the gift and they're appreciating what you bought them. So that's one of the things that we need to remember. If we can buy on sale, which is another reason why I like to shop during the year and put stuff away, because when I do get stuff on sale, that is a savings. It's still exactly what the person wants. It's still the same value. It's still got all the same uh, things that the liked about it. The features are all the same. The benefits are all the same. And you just happen to get a bonus because it was on sale when you bought it. So that's why I like to say, even Christmas planning and Christmas spending to me is all part of the financial plan. So when you have your plan together, then you are planning for spending a certain amount of money during the year on birthdays, a certain amount of money at Christmas, a certain amount of money at Easter or Thanksgiving or whatever the case may be. So all of that is part of your plan. But Christmas we're talking about because that's the big one. That's where 
the big retail takes place. That's where the big spending usually takes place. And that's where we sometimes are a little bit out of control. And then January, February come around and all the bills come in and we start to soak because we didn't realize that we overspent. And that's a common theme that I see with a lot of people. And you'll actually hear that if you watch any of the um, financial shows when they talk about the, the dip in retail or a specific industry where the sales fall off in January, February. And that's because people are are coming out of the uh, financial slump of Christmas that they didn't realize they were spending. So that we want to avoid, and that's what we want to get in the habit of just really paying attention to. So if we can track our cash every month, like we, we talked about, you know, just how much comes in, how much goes out. And don't forget, money that comes in also is when you redeem air miles or points on all points and coupons that we've redeemed and saved and we've talked about. All that is is cash that's coming in because saving money is the same as making it. If you've spent less, that means you're, you're keeper. And that's great. So just remember to track that as well. So let's do a special one for Christmas. And let's say we're going to determine how much money we realistically are going to spend. And then we're going to track what we spend. And the stuff we get on sale, we'll pat ourselves on the back or high-five ourselves and say, good for you, we've saved money, and we've still got everybody what they wanted. Because you hear a lot about holiday stress, and that's not what the holiday is intended to be. Um, and I know this is a show about finance, and it's not a... The, the season is what it is to certain people and it means what it does either religiously or spiritually or however you take it. So just keep in mind that the season is not meant to be, uh, it's not a season to get you into financial trouble. So we want to just keep track of it. So uh, in some of the sur- surveys and some of the studies, they talk about how much people are planning on spending. In Canada, the average person is uh, in 2017 was planning on spending $643 on gifts and another $300 on decor and entertaining. That's just shy of $1,000. That's a lot of money for for one season. It was also an 8% increase in what the same that same survey that they did in 2016 that they did in 2017, it was an 8% increase in money being spent. So when we look at that, we realize that people are just they plan on spending more money. Maybe it's because the cost of products have gone up. There's inflation that always comes into play. But I think some of it's always that we feel like we have to do more or spend more or be more. And the reality of it is it's about spending time with people that you love and having time off and enjoying yourself. So when they did the the Angus Reid survey, they had 1,512 randomly selected Canadians that... Um, was they did the survey November 27th and 28th. And that's when they surveyed these people and they realized that they are actually planning on spending more money the following year, which was last year, than they did that current year. Uh, nearly three-quarters of the respondents also agreed that they wished they could save more money at that time of year. And about 52% said they ended up spending more than they liked. So why do we start our holidays with this kind of stress? If we w- wish we'd save more money, then let's just do it. Let's plan for it now. We've got two months. Let's plan for it now. There's going to be sales on. There's going to be opportunities. Let's sit down for and make a list of the people we're going to buy gifts for and the amount of money we're going to spend on each of them and what's realistic. And make that number what works for you. This isn't a contest about whether or not we can look like superstar spending a thousand dollars on a purse or anything like that that's not what this is about this is about what works for you and the thought the thought that you have of buying a gift for that person so if you have say for example in your family maybe you have a big family and you draw names and you set a limit and say you know what we're going to spend more than twenty dollars on each other for a gift or ten dollars or whatever the case may be stick to it and Make sure that when you do, you check that off your list. So you write that down. You say, I drew Cousin Sue's number name this year, and our limit was $10. So besides Sue's name, you're going to put $10, and that's what you're going to spend. And if her $10 item happens to be on sale for $8, then it's still a $10 item. So it's fine. You can accept that savings of $2 alone. There's nothing wrong with that. And in addition to spending too much, 
in the survey, there's lots of complaints about the craziness of the holiday shopping, the time crunch, all the pressure of giving gifts. And out of the survey, 9% were Scrooges. And that means that they hate giving gifts because they find it so stressful and so expensive. And only 8% of them said they didn't participate in the holiday gift giving in any way at all because of it. So 8%, that's, that's a significant, I think it's a significant number. Because um, those people are getting caught up in the stress of the holiday rather than the purpose of the holiday. And I think when you talk to people, the reality is they'd rather just spend time with you. So let's just always keep that perspective in mind. Now, there was a high number of people who are what they called modernists, and they absolutely love giving gifts, the holidays, um, giving gifts to friends and family. They think it's all part of the holiday magic, and they love it. If you're one of those people, and I hope you are because there is a lot of there's a lot of beauty in giving gifts and thinking of other people, um, then hang on to that. Let's just hang on to that idea and let's focus on that, but let's also track our, our cash, and then we can be happy and, and uh, financially secure. About 47% of those respondents were between the ages of 18 and 34, and they agreed with the statement about the magic, and about 40% of those that agreed with that were over 35. So... Roughly, the Canadian and the American numbers are around the same. They're both planning on spending that almost $1,000 between uh, gifts and decor and entertainment. So that's just a big chunk of money. So if you're one of those people and $800, let's say, is going to be your magic number, write it at the top of the page. Focus on that. Remember, Remind yourself that $800 is your number. So when you subtract off whatever you've from your $800, which is your comfortable number that you're willing to spend, then you can say, hey, I'm done. I've spent. That's the amount of money I'm spending. And then the other nice thing is when you know that $800 is the amount that you're spending, you can focus more on these gifts. And if I get them on sale, this is great. I've saved money and continue to save money and it's also to come in underneath your number. You don't have to spend the full $800. So how do you keep track of this? There's two suggestions I'd make. And depending on what kind of of uh, tracker of your money you are, which one works better for you. So you can, if you have one of the online accounts that don't charge you fees whatsoever, and you can set up an account that's got no fees, it's just the holding spot for your money, you can put that money in there. So say you have $800, you put that in that particular saving account, and that's the number that's the amount earmarked for your Christmas. And when that money's gone, that money's gone. So if you use it by debit, for example, and you select that particular account, that account hits zero, you're either done or when your list is all checked off, then you're all done. So if that's that's one strategy for how you're going to do it. So it's okay to have money left over in the account, but you can't take more out. That's one way. The other way is the simple cash. And that is you'd have your $800. This is your Christmas wallet and when that money's gone it's over you're no more spending now again it's the same thing if you get special deals you can save your money and that's great you you've checked off everything on your list and you've got everybody the gifts you've got the food that you need and congratulations you got an extra hundred dollars in the account or in the in the jar that's fine that's okay keep it you don't have to spend it so those are two easy ways to, to control the cash that you're going to use for your Christmas spending. And we'll talk more about that when we come back from our second break because we're going to go to our second break right now for the night. And when we come back, we'll talk a lot more about Christmas and money. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy, Cook, the Inspired Choices Network. When we return, we'll continue to talk about how we're going to have a happy Christmas and a happy holiday. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. 
Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815 880 8255. Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back everyone. I am Kathy Cook Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking about Christmas, how we can eliminate or at least minimize, I hope, some of that financial stress that we, some people Christmas. And before we went to break, I was just giving you a couple ideas on how you can keep track of that cash and keep track of that spending without a lot of stress, I hope, that was the plan, and to help you really understand and, and accept that it's okay that if you budgeted to spend 800 you, you didn't spend all 800 but you managed to get all the people on your list checked off, then that's okay. Put that extra money back into your account. And and just to give you the quick recap, the two ways were if you have an, an account that no fees, for example, an online account, and you can set up an account, a savings account, just transfer money into there. And when you use up that money, it's done no more. You can't spend more. If there's money left at the end, it's fine because you got stuff on sale, because you bought early, because you were able to deem... Um, points off of your air miles or your, you know, credit coins or whatever coupons or points that you you use to accumulate. That's fine. If you use those to buy gifts, that's totally fine. That doesn't mean you have to spend more money either. Um, the other thing is to have your wallet, your Christmas wallet, where in cash and that's in the jar. Um, if you're not a huge fan, and, and I always worry a little bit about carrying cash, but um, you can also get a prepaid gift card or prepaid Visa, Mastercard, whatever it may be. And you can get that loaded on there, and that's what you use. So you have your prepaid Visa card of 800 bucks, let's say. Then when it's used up, it's used up. That's for your groceries or your equipment or your decor or your gifts, whatever your your magic number is for what you can reasonably and comfortably control with cash. That's what you do. So that those are just some ideas on how you can control it. And when people, in, when I read these surveys and, and I and I see where a lot of them are planning spending more than what they originally planned to budget, then it begs the question, what's the point in doing the budget and how realistic is it? So when I say track your cash, be realistic. So if you're, if you are tracking your cash and you're specifically tracking your Christmas this time, then what you make your list of who you're buying gifts for. Be realistic. I, I, you know what? I am buying it for the crossing guard for my kid's school or my kid's teacher. Or if you're not, you're not. But be realistic and put the amount on it and say, okay, I'm going to spend ten dollars or twelve, twelve dollars or fifteen dollars or twenty dollars. Whatever your number is, it's really up to you. Whatever you can reasonably afford. This is not a contest with anybody. You're not competing with anybody. You're not trying to outdo anybody. You're not trying to show that you can spend more than anybody. This is the society that I, I fear that we're starting to see more of because of all the media where we're we're playing keep up with the Joneses. And the reality is even they are not keeping up with Joneses because you're able to see all these things on social media that make everybody's life look so much happier and more pleasant and wonderful and isn't this great. But you don't know what's happening in your house. You don't know what's happening in their bank accounts. So... 
stop comparing yourself. Stop trying to compete with anybody but yourself. And Christmas in general, in my opinion, is not about a contest anyway. It's about the thought. The fact that you wanted to get somebody something and you thought them enough and you think enough of them as a person to go out of your way to deliberately buy something and 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 think about what they would like and what they would enjoy. That's what it's about. So if if you're buying something and and the only reason it means something to somebody is because you spent more than fifty dollars on it or a hundred dollars or whatever they think is a reasonable amount of money, then it's missing the whole point. So if first and we talked at the very top of the show about mindset, the whole purpose of your mindset in the right place is to remember this is not about outspending somebody or outdoing something because at the end of the day when you have outspent your your neighbor, nobody cares. There's no prize. You don't win. Uh, it just causes you more stress and you got to pay it off and then it makes press and you start to hate the holiday because you blame the holiday and the reality is it's you trying to compete with other people. So this season, and I know we don't have Christmas for a couple months, but let's just say right now we're going to start on our mindset. We're going to say we don't care whether or not our neighbor, we bought our kids the latest and greatest in video games and or we overspent on our children because we had to prove that we could afford it or we bought stuff we couldn't afford that nobody really wants, but it's expensive and it makes a statement. That's not what Christmas is about, and that's not help your your financial future. So I'm giving you permission to not compete with anybody and not be out of control and stress yourself out. I, I really wish that everyone has a an understanding of, you know what, this Christmas is going to track what I can handle, and I'm going to spend what I can handle, and I'm going to enjoy buying gifts for the people I buy gifts for because they mean something to me. And we don't have to get out of control and stress ourselves out. And see how you feel doing it that way. And then you'll start to really enjoy watching somebody open the Chris gift that you bought them because it's it's the excitement of giving them the gift and then they receive it because you thought of them. So you can give gift cards and you can give cash and that. I know with my older kids, that's probably more attractive to them than anything else I I get them. So it's okay. You don't have to worry about that you didn't have enough for them, which is the other challenge that I wanted to mention. Christmas is not about quantity, and that's what it is. Anything over three gifts. Three seems to be the magic number with anything I've read. Don't give your kids more than three because that's when they start to glaze over. They can't keep track of it. And it's unfulfilling. It becomes a game to them of quantity and how fast they can quick, how fast they can open gifts and how many can they open. And it's not about the quality of the gifts. So the recommendation of what I've read and what I, I believe is don't do more of the gifts. Three, that's what they can handle. That's what they can, that's what they can appreciate. That's what they can understand and comprehend. Um, obviously, I mean, there's, you know, Santa brings some, things in the stocking but the expensive things don't go in the stocking the main gifts don't go in the stocking but the three gifts that you're going to give your kids um quality gift that you want them to have don't do more than three because then it's more controllable they can appreciate it and i mean let's be honest if you have really little kids like five and under they care more about the box than they do what the, what came in the box so they into a whole quantity-based mindset, and we want them to appreciate the quality and just see what they're getting. Because when they're opening gifts from grandma or grandpa, or or you spent all this time and thought you've gone into buying what's right for them, and they can't even see it because there's just so many gifts to open. So try and and make it more of a quality-based. So control your finances. It's okay to track your spending. It's okay to set a certain amount, and it's certainly okay to to make it a quality over quantity event, that's sure. So the other suggestion is make sure that Santa doesn't outdo mom and dad. The nice expensive gifts, if it's, and, and expensive I mean you don't have to spend the money, but the, the bigger value quality gift that you're getting, and it could be $20, could be $50, doesn't matter. But um, let that come from mom and dad, not Santa. <laughs> Santa did a good job anyway, but uh, we want to make sure mom and dad get some credit. So 
I'm just going to give you a couple points and tips that we can keep track of. And I think this will help keep us all on track. There's nine tips in total I want to share. Make a shopping list is number one. Write it down, what you plan on buying. Critically consider who's on this list. Don't down everyone you've ever met. This is this is who you are realistically thinking, immediate family, close friends. Um, if there's certain parties you're going to where you have to take a gift or you do a gift exchange, make a list and put down on there realistically who you're getting. The second point is set your spending limit. So make sure you know this is how much I'm spending and that's it. Now, do you have to spend $50 on every niece and every nephew and neighbor's kid and and every friend of your child? No, of course not. So let's make that realistic too. Number three, paying cash. And by paying cash, I mean any of the three ways we've talked about, either by the, the bank account that's assigned with the money in it, and that's what you use with your debit card, the prepaid credit card that has the amount loaded on it, or physical cash. Because once those you use one of those three avenues, spent the money and you've achieved everything that's on your list, then then you stop spending. That's it. And if there's money left over, fantastic. And if there's not, then you're not spending any more. Uh, shop by yourself is another good point. Because when you shop by yourself, you, you're likely to spend less. When you're shopping with friends, sometimes bad habits. We talked about trying to compete with the neighbors and the cousins and the friends and the siblings. We're all different, essentially. So when you shop by yourself, you don't have that feeling, whether you put it on yourself or they put it on you, that you need to spend more or you need to buy more. So shop by yourself. And then remember that the season to give, not buy. So I know we uh, we all get caught up in this, I'm sure. But just remember, it's about giving and, and uh, not buying. So it's not about having to have to spend the most amount of money. It's not the it's not a contest to see who can spend more or buy the most expensive thing or anything like that. So just remember that it's a season to give, not to buy. Um, and shop. we talked about shopping for sales. So that's another good point. Shop for sale and shop at discount stores. There's nothing wrong with that. It's the same product at, at Costco as at Tiffany's, as it is at Macy's, or, or it is at TJ Maxx. It doesn't matter. If it's this product, it's the same product. Why spend more just because you can spend more at another place? And don't go crazy on the kids. So how many how many toys can the little ones play with at once? They can play with one. So why do we buy them ten? They can only play with one anyway. And then they each get all these these gifts they can't keep track of, and they end up playing with the cardboard box anyway. But just keep, don't spend so much on, don't go crazy. Don't spend so much. Don't buy so much. It's not a quantity thing. Okay, um, this is actually a gift giving idea that I read where a kid gets, there's four and three, but you can do three or four. And the one gift is a want, one is a need, one is a rare, a wear, like to W to put on, and one is a read. A want, a need, a wear, and a read, which I think is kind of a cool way to do it too. So that's another option. And we're going to take our last break of the night and we come back, I'll give you the last couple points and we'll about Christmas and how we're going to enjoy the day and save money. So you are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we'll continue to talk about Christmas, the happiness of the season, and the happiness of saving money. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. 
Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network, and today we've been talking about Christmas because it's coming. It's coming faster every year, it feels like, but uh, I know time works on the same, but uh, I know we, sometimes when we talk to people, we're like, geez, it's going so fast, and gee, it really is. But anyway, welcome back, and today we're talking about Christmas. Before we went to the break, I was giving you a list of ideas and strategies on how to enjoy Christmas and save. And we had, um, our first one was to make a shopping list, set a spending limit, pay in cash, whether that's prepaid cash or prepaid card or physical cash or a set aside money in a bank and shop by yourself. You spend less. And remember, it's the season to give, not buy. Shop sales at discount stores, totally fine. Don't go crazy on the kids. And the last two points are wrap a lot. So wrap everything. If you want, if you take, if you pay a, you know how you can buy the socks in bulk and there's three pairs in, in one, take them apart and wrap three different pairs of socks. Or if you, you can wrap each sock if you want to, I guess, six gifts, I guess, but uh, just take, have fun, wrap a lot because then you'll feel like there's a lot and the kids will be a lot. And if you're in that quantity mindset, that helps with it rather than quality. So um, just wrap a lot. You know, if you if you want to make sure that you're not going crazy, don't wrap everything all together and then you feel then you'll see it and you'll think, oh, I have to go out and shop more. So don't do that. Um, the other the final thing is buy a combined gift. So you can save money and still give great gifts. And these can even even be slightly more expensive gifts if that's what you wanted to do. Two or people two or more people going on the gift. So, for an example, if you wanted to buy um, the, an ex, you know, the Barbie Dream House thing for your your girl, say you have a couple daughters and they want the Barbie Dream House, it's okay to give it to both of them. I know we used to have one what went to each of the, my husband liked to do one gift for all the kids that they could share, and it might be trampoline, or it might be one a gift that you all share and combine like basketball net or whatever the family likes it's okay that that goes to all the kids or it's okay that it goes to particular kids that really enjoy it so it's okay and video games or if you buy video games for your kids or the board games or any of those playstation type things that's okay that it actually gets given to all the kids instead of just to one and you don't buy each kid a video game you know what here it is for the whole family um, it's okay if you buy, say you're buying a gift for Apple. It's okay to buy them uh, an experience. Like uh, now, a, a, a weekend away might be too much, but um, you could certainly buy them a moved out set, you know, and they get one gift together, and it means a lot, and it's a, it's a considerate gift, and to both of them. So it's, there's nothing wrong with buying combined gifts. Nothing wrong with buying combined gifts for your parents or grandparents, um, which you know could be a photo album, it could be tickets to a show, it could be theater, um, season tickets if that's what they like. You know, there's so many options. But the beauty of following these points is that we're going to be shopping on um, a plan rather than just picking stuff up and then at the end of the season being stressed out in January because of how much going. So that means we're reducing stress. It means we're controlling our finances, which means we're having an enjoyable experience, which means we're going to be having an enjoyable January because there is no stress of spending after. We know exactly what we're spending. We planned for it. It's something we can handle. And and there's no rule saying you have to spend a lot of money. We talked about overspending and competing with people. There's absolutely no rule or no law or no expectation that you have to do this. And we put that on ourselves. From a financial point of view, we put a lot of this stuff on ourselves. We build this up in our mind and think we have to spend this, we have to spend this, we have to spend this, we have to get somebody a gift and we can't 
well, we don't want to look cheap, so we got to spend more money. And, and it doesn't look like there's enough, so we better buy more, even though the gift, the one gift that we got them was, was an expensive gift. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Enjoy the holiday. Enjoy the time with your family and friends. Enjoy the time off if you get time off. Whether it's one day, two days, one week, it doesn't matter. It's not about how much you can spend and how fast you can get into debt. Any of us can do that successfully. All of us can do that successfully. Being in debt and overspending is not the name of the game. Um, enjoying the holidays, living within your means, and having people enjoy the together, I think that's what our, our focus should be and what our goal should be. So that's what I'm recommending and that's what I'm hoping you will all have for the holiday. So just track your cash like you normally do, just to recap for you. And yeah, we can still spoil our kids if we want, but we can do it in a very controlled environment and we can certainly do it in a way that we're happy and and the kids are happy. We can certainly limit the number of gifts we give them because remember, it's not about quantity, it's about quality quality of gift, quality of time together, uh, quality. And we have to remember, too, that our finances are for the whole year. This is one time, and arguably it's a great season. And some people don't like it, some people do. Um, I think it's a great season myself. But it also you don't want to ruin that for, your, for you. If you enjoy the season, you don't want to dread it and not look forward to it because you're stressed about the money. It's not about the money. It's certainly not about how much you can spend and how fast you can get into debt. So just focus on the keep the, your list, stick to this, watch your list, stick to the amount of money that you're prepared to spend, look for sales, start early with your spending. There is nothing wrong with going out on Boxing and seeing the sales and starting to buy for next year because if you can buy and save 50% of your budget because you were able to buy when it was on sale during the year, there is nothing wrong with that. That's a To me, that's a high five. Congratulations. Give yourself a hug because that's awesome. And you're still going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, <clears throat> you're still going to have the great experience of giving gifts. You're still going to see the excitement of people getting the stuff that they love and the stuff that they want. And you're going to have the added bonus of knowing that you were able to on a much, much more controlled um, cash uh, budget or cash uh, than most people do. So, there's nothing wrong with, with doing that. I'm a big fan of, of shopping all year. So if you can do that throughout the year, go ahead and do that. And I wish you a health and success in your finances. And I'm hoping that this helps everybody have a happy holiday, a Merry Christmas, and enjoy it. We were, we're back every week talking about financial tri- tips and tricks and financial understanding. Have a wonderful week, and we will be right back here, same time, same place, on the Inspired Network. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you deserve.